Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Scott Aaron. He's an internationally acclaimed and award-winning online marketer, best-selling author, top podcaster, and speaker. He was considered by many as the go-to specialist when it comes to converting traffic, establishing connections, building personal brands, and creating residual income using LinkedIn. He's also learned the value of taking care of one's body and more importantly, the mindset and loving each day with the utmost happiness. He wakes up each day with a growing passion for spreading his mission and love for teaching others how to create a human connection, build their brand, and grow their wealth through LinkedIn. Let's listen in to this episode and learn more about Scott Aaron. Scott, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Absolutely, you know, grateful to be here, and uh, I loved uh, what we were just talking about in the pre-show, and looking forward to diving in during the real episode. Awesome, man! Yeah, we had some really cool conversation in the green room. You know, I got to get to learn a little bit, little, little bit. You know, that word is very hard to say. A yeah. little bit about you, and so let's dive into it. You know, Scott, how did you get into becoming a motivational speaker, motivational coach, or is, is it motivational at all? Or, you know, what is it that you do? And how did it all start? What's your journey? I think it's it's a combination of motivation, inspiration, belief, um, but more taking action. I think that's, I, I would call myself a taking action coach, because that's the cure-all for, for feeling stuck. You know, the number one reason why people end up not succeeding with what they're doing is they just don't take action. They just sit there and they wait for the skies to open up and drop something in their lap. And uh, I, I hate to burst those people's bubbles, but that, that's not going to happen. So I learned from a very, very early age that uh, you have to take action to get something to move forward. Yeah. So the long and the short uh, I just turned 41, and nice, I happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, I I've been in entrepreneurship for 23 years. So I started when I was 18. I've owned multiple businesses, and it started actually uh, when I was 18 and a half, 19 years old, when I actually took over um, my family's business, uh, which was a a health club, and how that ended up happening was, you know, to make a long story short, my father, before opening that health club in a previous company that he was working with, he made some bad business decisions that uh, ended him, uh, ended landing him in a federal prison for two and a half years for insurance fraud. And basically the, the gym was wow. then put into my lap and my dad said, listen, uh, you got to support your mother and your sister while I'm away, and you're you're going to need to do this. So I was going to college full time. I was uh, at university um, in downtown Philadelphia at Temple University while running the gym full time as a as a teenager. 
And I, I had to learn um, probably the best way possible about how to be an entrepreneur, which is thrown right into it, where you kind of just have to figure things out along the way. Uh, the gym became wildly successful. And uh, we opened up a second location about a year after my father came back home. And then we ended up selling both of the gyms for a million dollars in 2003. I had a successful personal training and sports nutrition business by then. So I just focused on them. And a year after that, uh, in 2004, early 2005, my father wanted to get back into the, the gym game. So we ended up opening up a third and final uh, gym on the outskirts of Philadelphia. So just outside of Center City. And for the listeners that uh, have been to Philadelphia, if you've ever been to the Rocky Steps, which a lot of people go, uh, my last gym was about three and a half miles east of uh, the Art Museum steps. And because of my, my father's uh, business past, this new gym had to be fully financed by me since I was the only one left with credit. And uh, about four years later, uh, 2008, 2009, that led me uh, to being in about $1.5 million of liability debt. So within about you know, six years, I went from a millionaire to being over a million and a half in the hole. But again, these are all obstacles that you face in business. You know, I was not the only human being that, that was million dollars in debt. There's a lot of people in business that are million dollars in debt. But, you know, the question then, um, you know, is brought to light, what are you going to do about it? You know, uh, my, my good buddy, Zach Slobin says, so what now what? So what? That's the problem. Now, what are you going to do about it? So uh, grew the gym. You know, on a personal note, I did also go through some personal stuff. Uh, I lost a house. Uh, I went through two divorces between 2009 and 2015. Uh, my second marriage left me with honestly the greatest gift, my now seven-year-old little boy, Taylor, and also allowed me to become emotionally mature enough to uh, really be ready for uh, a relationship. And uh, my future wife, Nancy, and I are setting to get married later this year. So just a, a lot of good things come from those hard lessons in life. And in 2013, uh, towards the, the end of my, my second marriage, I, I ended up saying yes to an opportunity uh, in an industry called network marketing, which a lot of people are familiar with. And it was a form of online marketing. And I hit the ground running. I, I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. And I grew a, yeah. a huge business. Uh, earning close to $400,000 in the four and a half years that I actively built. And, and a lot of that was due to what I was doing on LinkedIn. And the only thing standing in my way of really yeah. hitting the ground running and succeeding was my last gym. And I, I was tied to it. Um, I, I was the personal guarantor of the lease, which meant I was financially responsible. And I met with my business attorney uh, you know, the building was falling apart. My landlords had no money to be, you know, put back into it. And he said, you have two choices. You can have your two flourishing businesses continue to finance this oh, wow. gym, or you can file for personal bankruptcy. And I chose fi uh, personal bankruptcy in, um, in July of, of 2016. So almost four years ago, and my life has never been the same. I, I, it, my, my lawyer said to me, he goes, listen, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being a slam dunk, you're at 9.5. You, you need to do this. And I filed for bankruptcy July 1st, closed the gym July 30th. And August 1st of 2016, I haven't looked back. Um, it's led to two number one best-selling books, a successful coaching program, uh, workshops, wow. uh, speaking engagements, 
uh, membership sites, all, all, all these things that I'm now doing, uh, I am able to focus on because of me getting rid of the things that didn't serve me. And that was, the gyms were my father's dream and he's still personal trains, he's still doing his thing. But that, I made the best of the situation that I was brought into. And that's my simple message to people is that, you know, continue to, to lean into what you actually want to do. Turn your passion into profit. And what I did with LinkedIn is I, I started helping people just for free, just friends of mine, with what I was doing on the platform and how I was growing my business. And a friend of mine reached back out to me about two weeks after I showed him how to do some things. And he goes, dude, you got something here. Mm -hmm. He goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. He goes, your, your system really works. And at that point, it was like that light bulb moment. All right, let me lock all doors and windows. You know, I've, I've been able to get it copyrighted, trademarked, patented, uh, licensed, and it, it produces dramatic revolts for, uh, results for people that truly follow it. And uh, that's the big mission I'm on is teaching individuals how to create human connection on the crowded platforms of social media that are out there, but uh, showing them that the, the many, many benefits that LinkedIn has for people's businesses. Wow, dude, that, that is fantastic. That is really, really inspiring because you went through all those adversities, you went through all of that pain, you know, and what's really interesting is, you know, you were able to grow through the pain. Mm. I like how you said grow through the pain. Yeah, everyone says, oh, I, I, you know, you have to go through it. No, no you, you don't go through it. You grow through it. You become better on the other end. I know it, I know it for a fact now. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's like we're, we're having a conversation earlier and sometimes people are stuck in the spot. And I was like, that spot is, you know, you're, you're neither one place or another. You're in, you're in the cocoon. Mm. You're growing and you need to go through that pain and that isolation to come out a beautiful butterfly or come out a, 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 you know, a working bee because I'm a beekeeper. So I look at bees and, and the, the life cycle that they have, they spend three weeks being a larva, being inside that cocoon to then become a worker bee. And then they have a very active, very, uh, you know, phased life where they go from the diff one, one stage of, you know, taking care of other bees to then taking care of, you know, all the different things that they have to do. Not, so it's, it's really amazing to see, you know, you, you grow through the pain because, and if you look at our bodies, um, we have dead cells, right? Our skin sheds are, you know, the only way we're able to grow is because we are human beings and we are constantly, constantly changing. It's fantastic. It's just amazing. And uh, I, I love the story, you know, uh, you got, you went through all of that and the brain is such a powerful device. And every day we have 1700 new brain cells that are born. And these brain cells, if they are not employed the correct way, they die in a week. But the way to employ them is by keep learning and by keep putting new stuff in your head. And when you do that, your brain grows and it becomes even more powerful. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why they have seven, 
you know, 16 week or 12 week courses in school, because you're learning that same subject over and over and over, it's going to become, it's going to become rotations. It's going to become second nature to you. Yeah, it's, you know, you said something interesting and um, it's about not only uh, performing the repetition, but uh, it's also getting yourself into a routine. And, you know, when, when you go through something, uh, whether it's traumatic or not, uh, there's a lesson to be learned in all of that. And, you know, the, the simple message that I always have for people is that your failures open the doors to your successes. You know, everyone's looking to succeed right now. Everybody wants to be successful, but they don't want to fail. Nobody wants to fail. <laughs> well, how, how the hell are you going to get to success if you're not willing to fail first? Like, you know, exactly. you, you read all the stories about how like all these great inventors and all these great entrepreneurs had to fail thousands of times until they hit it. And, you know, it, it's a, it's honestly, it's about, it's about never giving up. I mean, I, I tell people the only way that you fail is if you quit. And, you know, most people end up, you know, not achieving what they want to achieve because they're just, they're standing in their own way. Mm -hmm. You know, the six inches between our ears, uh, that area That's will it. either, it's either going to hurt you or help you. Your, your thoughts, your, your thoughts become everything. Your thoughts become ideas. Your ideas become businesses. Your business be become what they are right now. And, yeah. and if, those, if those thoughts aren't helping you, they're not serving you, they're just a made up story and you just need to let them go. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people are replaying these tapes that just do not do anything to benefit their life their relationships, their business, their impact, their influence, all of those things. And when you start to realize that you just got to start making small little changes every single day that create that compounded effect, life starts to look a lot different. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You have to be able to think through it and just, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I love, I love all of the things that you're saying there and it, it, it just, you have to look past it, right? You have to be able to fail because, and that's, that's <laughs> here's a funny thing that people don't realize, right? Um, and they probably realize it's, it's right in front of their face, right? We, we go through four, four seasons, right? In 24 hours, we see two different types of sky, mm. right? 20, within just 24 hours. Every single day, we have a day and a night. That's changed. Like nature, everything around us tells us you got to have a night before you enjoy the day. You can't just have daylight all the time because if success is daylight, you need those failures like nighttime. You know, I think there are simple things in life, just like you mentioned, you know, seeing a sunrise, seeing a sunset, uh, taking in the beauty. You know, I, I also equate that to when we're sleeping. You know, people don't realize how magical sleeping is. Oh, my God. You know, when, when you fall asleep, your body, your body is running itself. Your, your, your heart is pumping. Your lungs are inflating and deflating. You know, all of your organs are functioning as they should. You know, your brain is active. That's why, you know, myself and my wife, we do guided meditation mm -hmm. because... 
um, you know, our conscious is asleep, but our subconscious is wide awake. So why not program it? Yeah. And I mean, the, the miracle in just sleeping, giving your body rest, waking up to a new day to, to do it all over again, every, every day that you're given as a, you know, there's so many cliches out there, yeah. you know, live each day like it's your last, you know, I, I get all that. But I think when you can appreciate every single day for what it is, and there's not only a lesson to be learned, but there's victories every single day, whether they're, they're big or small, yeah. there is something to take away from that day that could better your life if you just look for it. You just got to look for it. That's right. Absolutely, man. And when you mentioned that, you know, the sleep, the importance of sleep, um, there was a study done by, um, or, or there was a study basically, this brain scientist, and this was, I, I heard this on, um, what's his name? Will Ferrell's uh, new podcast, uh, uh, Ron Burgundy Show. Mm -hmm. So he talks about how when we go to sleep, our brain shrinks to 60% of its size. Mm. And it excretes all these toxins out, which are then flushed down through your spinal cord to your bladder. And that's why, like, when you go wake up in the morning, you got to go to the restroom because oh, where did all the no water idea. come from? And that's why they recommend, you know, drink a glass of water before you go to sleep so your body has enough liquids to, you know, to give you a brainwash. That's interesting. Yeah. I was like, I, what? Well, and there was also something that I read, and, you know, this is something that uh, people don't realize. And the question that they asked was, does, do you know what the one thing that every human being can do continuously that burns the most calories over time? Yeah. And it's sleeping. It's, it's the what people don't realize you're burning. I mean, why do you think you wake up and you're like a pound to a pound and a half lighter mm -hmm. the night before your, your body's metabolism is speeding up. It still has to, you're not moving, yep. but your body is working on the inside and yeah. that's burning calories. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that your body can consistently do over time that will burn the most calories over time. That's fantastic. I love that. You want to do a workout? Just go to sleep, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sleep for three days. Sleep you'll you'll lose about three or four pounds. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome, uh, Jason. Jason, who's Jason? Hey, Jason. Uh, Scott, uh, I've got text messages coming out. And I, I need to block that out. <laughs> but, Scott, that was really powerful. You know, listening to your journey and how you went through those adversity, making the decision to you know, file that bankruptcy. I mean, that's a big one. That's a yeah. huge one, you know, because, and it makes sense for businesses to file bankruptcies. And I'm sure a lot of that happens, but personal bankruptcy, because you don't recover for like seven years or something, right? It's actually four years. Four years. So okay. yeah, I mean, my, my credit's back over 700, nice. like seven, 710, 720. Nice. Um, I mean, we just bought a home. Yeah. So not, nothing, nothing's been affected, but it, it actually, it, it goes away um, as of four years from the, uh, the maturity of the uh, bankruptcy. So this October, I'll be, I'll be fully cleared nice. and out of the woods. So, but that's the thing. Yeah. Like, it, 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 never, it never hurt me because um, 
I saw it as a new beginning. And I, mm -hmm. I had two, two flourishing businesses yeah. coming out of bankruptcy. So the only thing I had to bankrupt was the business that wasn't, that wasn't producing, pro money. producing money. Okay. So I, I bankrupted the business that wasn't producing money that was allowing me to focus on the businesses that were making money so I continued to earn more. So it, it, everything worked everything out. Everything was so, in, yeah, you had it all, basically everything was running and then it's like, okay, I need to focus on this and this is basically taking it all down. Exactly. Makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. Awesome, dude. So you talked about, you know, your journey, how you went through those things and, and having to live or continue that dream for your dad, because, you know, that's what helped the entire family come together or, you know, have a roof over their head. But then it came to a point where that was just not happening. It's not helping. So tell me, a little bit about your book, you know, the book you that you mentioned. Um, how can somebody give some key points from the book so people can take away from this episode and then, you know, go check out your book for more detailed, more yeah, detail. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it came, it got to a turning point where uh, the relationship between myself and my father was just becoming toxic because um, I was basically enabling him to, to behave the way that he was. And we both agreed that it was best if we part ways. So when, when I asked him to leave and train somewhere else, he did. And, um, and then, you know, that's when I made the decision to then, you know, start the process of closing the gym. But also when I was really leveraging LinkedIn, uh, just like a, a personal training routine or a nutrition program that I write for people, I created a system. And I, I, I put it into book form. So I basically documented uh, from a very you know, infrastructure level what needs to be done. And um, I always talk about something called the layer cake of LinkedIn. And there, there's four parts. And mm -hmm. if, if you can imagine a layer cake, you have the, the, the base of the, the layer cake, which is your profile. And anyone that visits my, my website, scottaaron.net, uh, right on my homepage, it says free infographic. And all you have to do is put your name and email. And mm -hmm. I, I email you um, six steps to perfecting your profile because there's search engine optimization on our profile. So if the right keywords are not on your profile, if the sections aren't filled out, you're going to be invisible because people are now using LinkedIn like a search engine mm -hmm. and not so much like a social media platform. So if, if you have those sections filled out, you have the right keywords, the right people will be looking at your profile mm -hmm. and you'll be appearing in the right searches so your network can start growing organically. The second layer is actually using it to build a healthy network. One of the things that my first mentor said to me, uh, Susan Sly, she said to me, Scott, you need to look yourself in the mirror and you have to ask yourself, how are you going to connect with yourself today? Yeah. And, and that really helped me because after all these years, I, I realized that I was just looking for me. I was looking for other gym owners, other trainers, other nutritionists, where I could have a relatable conversation with someone that I didn't even know. And you can literally search for all those people on LinkedIn. So I always tell people to find the person that you want to connect with and search for them. Build a network. You know, your network is in direct correlation to your net worth. Absolutely. So if you have a if you have a small network, you're going to have a small net worth. But if you have a large network, and we were talking about this uh, in the green room, yeah. When when if you have a large network, when you're launching a program or launching a course, 
you can you can have a very profitable launch, but most people just they're launching to nobody. So wow. things end up falling on deaf ears. Because think about this: if if you have um, fifteen hundred emails, you have twenty five thousand connections on LinkedIn, you got thirty thousand followers on Instagram, and you got eleven thousand people on your organic Facebook page. You know, you're you're looking at close to eighty thousand eyeballs that could be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. You launch something, just ten percent of those people end up taking action. That's eight hundred people that have taken action on something that you launch. I mean, how do you think I ended up getting two number one best selling books? Yeah. Because I had enough people in my network that knowed me, they trusted me, and they liked me to support what I was doing. So absolutely curating and building that right network. Now the next tier, and this is where uh, I always say the, the, the wheels come off is, is messaging people on LinkedIn. And I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this. Everyone that goes on LinkedIn, they always end up getting these drunk log messages from people trying to sell them and trying to pitch them. Mm-hmm. That's not how you reach out to someone on LinkedIn. It's a, it's a networking platform. It's for you to connect with other people. Yeah. So the big thing is this. You need to do, I call it the magic formula. It's a three-step process to actually engaging someone the right way in a message. Number one, you state the person's name. You know, hey, so-and-so, great to be connected to you. The second step is acknowledging the reason why you're reaching out without pitching or selling. You know, uh, I noticed that you also had a business cast, a business podcast, mm-hmm. uh, as do I. Would love to hear more about it share more about mine to see how we can best support each other here on LinkedIn. So I've done two things. Number one, I've, I've bridged the gap between myself and that person and how we know each other, why we should connect, why we should talk. But I also used one of the most important words in the English language. And that's the word support. When people just read the word support, it actually triggers a chemical release of oxytocin, which is our feel good chemical that our brain produces, just like endorphins and dopamine and and cortisol. Those are all chemicals that your brain produces depending upon what's going on. But when you read the word support, it feels good. Everybody wants to be supported. So you're automatically leaving that person better by the way that you're reaching out to them. The third part of the magic formula is a call to action, a CTA. So If, if you don't ask when the person's available, you're never going to, I, I could say, let me know when's best for you to talk. If I don't ask, I'm never going to know. So you have to ASK to GET. You have to ask in order to get. So I basically would finish by saying, do you have any time this week or next week for a call? Mm-hmm. So you state their name, reason for reaching out without pitching or selling, any time for a call. Now, the top part of the layer cake is the most important, and that's providing viable content on LinkedIn. Right now, LinkedIn is going through a, a Facebook 2012 moment. Yep. The engagement has never been higher. Reach has never been higher. Visibility has never been higher. I mean, literally, the, it, it is insane what's going on. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Everything that I built with my course is on the free version of LinkedIn, not even premium. I don't believe in paying for people. If there's a free way to use it, I'm going to figure out how to do that. And when you're providing content, there's a couple things you need to do. Number one, you need to produce one piece of content a day. That's it. You don't need to post 18 times like people do on other platforms. One piece of content a day. It could be a video. It could be an article. 
It could be a, just a general post. Now, the second thing is the type of content that you're posting. So you have to make sure that your content does one of two things, educates and informs. Your audience is seeking information. Don't post things that you want to talk about. Mm. Post things that they want to hear. So I'll give you a perfect example. I just uploaded a video to LinkedIn about a half hour ago. And it was simply a message to coaches and consultants and people in financial services. It was just a general message letting them know that now is not the time to clamp down on their wallet. Now is the time to actually invest in your business to get the best ROI with what's going on with this pandemic. So I, I did this whole three minute video and then I finished with a call to action. And my call to action was this. What are you struggling most with in your business right now? Now, not only is that going to engage them, but when I start to get responses, that's going to give me more content to provide. Oh, yeah. Because when people tell me what's going on with their business and what's wrong, then I just need to develop a solution for their problem and then start producing content about it so it brings them closer to me instead of pushing them further away. And that's the mistake that a lot of people make mm. on social media. They only talk about what they want to talk about. But when you start talking about what people actually want to hear, that's when you see your engagement organically go through the roof. And those are the four basic layers of LinkedIn. And obviously, you can learn that and more in the book. Fantastic. Thank you, Scott. That is really, really powerful. And you know, when you mentioned the power of the network and how you got to have the network to got to have the eyeballs to see what you're presenting, you can't just set up a store in the middle of nowhere. That's why it's all they, they, call, they talk about location, location, location. Where are you located? Are you, you know, what kind of network do you have? And you know, great comment, um, quote about your network. Your net worth is your network. Yep. Your network is in direct correlation to your net worth. Yeah. And when you said, you know, you, you're, you, if you have eight, 80,000 connections, even 1% is 800. And when you mentioned that, and I started thinking about Pat Flynn, he, they recently launched a Kickstarter project, not recently, but he started talking about the project a year before they even launched it. He's got 135,000 email subscribers, ton on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, right? So he talked, he starts talking about it before even launching the project. Put the bug in it. First day they launched the Kickstarter project, it was funded within the first 11 hours. $150,000. Nothing. But you got to have those networks. And then really great points about posting content one content a day, it could be anything, but you want to be able to educate and inform because yeah. if you just talk about, oh, this is what's going on with my life, this is what blah, blah, blah. If, I mean, sure, you'll get some engagement in that, but it's not going to be very targeted in what your business, what you're trying to do with your business. Yeah. You're going to get the yeah. same kind of comments, basically. So if you talk about yourself, you're going to get comments that, that are related to that. It's not going to convert into if you're selling something. Yeah, what are you gonna do to separate yourself from everybody else? Like I, I tell people, be a salmon in a world of fish. Mm -hmm. Go the other way, stop, stop following everybody else. Yeah. Walk beside someone instead.
You don't have to follow someone to succeed. You, you can be inspired and yeah. motivated by what someone's doing. Exactly. But make it your own. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Scott. That was really powerful. Uh, we'll definitely be including links to your your book, your website, and you know where can people get get information about you and get connected with you, and where you can where people can where my audience can you know find the book. At this point, I want to have some real quick questions for you, for my guests. What is one hobby that you wish you got into? Well, actually, it's it's a hobby that I always wished I got into that I finally am. I always wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And uh, since the quarantine happened, I, I have some extra free time at home. And uh, over the last month, I've started to learn how to play the guitar. Nice. That's awesome. I've always yeah. wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And every time I tried, my my fingers would be would cramp up. So I was like, maybe I need a reverse guitar where you know I, I pick with the my you know, yeah. I pick no, with my I, I mean, I got I got the calluses yeah. already formed. So like you know, I'm I'm learning how to play a couple songs nice. now. So it's it's actually it's great. Like and at 41 to learn something new, it just it keeps you young. Keeps oh, absolutely, you feeling good. absolutely. Thank you for sharing. So what what did you want to be when you were a child? And I know you started very young mm -hmm. into entrepreneurship. Uh, yeah, when I uh, prior to entrepreneurship, I always I as a as a kid, you know, growing up, uh, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, and I was I was pretty good. Yeah. I was pretty good. I, I mean, I still I have a hoop at the end of my driveway. I I go out every day and and shoot for fifteen or twenty minutes, just work on the jump shot. Still nice. Um, but when you're five nine, white and Jewish, you you realize that the NBA might not be in your calling. Um, but I still loved playing recreationally. But you know, I I remember I had po I had pictures and posters of NBA players, yeah. and I still love I love the NBA. I love basketball. It's yeah. such a fun. It's so entertaining. They're just so talented, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm actually watching the the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh yeah, which is I you know it's phenomenal. And, yeah, I mean, my wife, she likes sports, but you know, we both agreed it's it's probably one of the greatest documentaries that's ever been done because it, it goes into the genius of, of that man. Yeah. And the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. But yeah, uh, always wanted to be a professional basketball player. Nice. I like it. I like it. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? So favorite TV show growing up was The Wonder Years. Okay. Uh, it was just, it was something that I, uh, I watched, you know, with my sister and, you know, my, my sister and I would, we would crawl into bed with our parents and mm -hmm. we would watch the show together. So it was like a family thing. Uh, favorite movie of all time. It, that's, that's a really hard one. Yeah. Um, but I love comedies. I mean, there's so many great movies. I watched back to the future is one of my favorite oh movies. My God, I actually, I just watched that last night for the first time in a while. Um, but if if you were to ask my my sister, uh, Uncle Buck was one of my favorite movies. I I my sister and I loved John Candy growing mm -hmm. up, and that's honestly one of his Macaulay Culkin. That was one of his first movies, and that was one of my favorite movies of all time. Nice, nice, awesome. I'll have to check it out because I haven't seen that one. But oh Back god, to the future we recently watched it. Yeah, Uncle Buck, great family movie. It's hilarious. hilarious. It's a, it's a great movie great movie because my kids loved the the home alone movies oh uh, so yeah. yeah this was actually right before 
uh, right before Home Alone. Okay. I think McCall, I think uh, Home Alone, I think Uncle Buck came out in like 89 or 90. Okay. And I think, I think Home right Alone came that. out in like 91 or 92. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. All right. Next movie. Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Mm. That's a great question. Thank you. You know what? Forrest Gump. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, being able to and and you know, he aimlessly went through life and experienced so much. Yeah. I, I mean just everything. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. So there's a you know that there's a food chain called Bubba Shump, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. It's yep. mm -hmm. it's it's basically a chain of restaurants. Yeah. So I was I was down in Clearwater, Florida uh, with some friends. And so when you go to the Bubba, Bubba gum shrimp company, yeah, they, they ask you trivia questions all throughout the meal. So at the end of the Funny. night, um, at the, at the end of the meal, yeah. um, the waiter will always ask you, um, is there a question that you have for me? And if I can't answer it, I give everyone 10% off their meal. So I was, and I, I'd seen this movie 8,000 times. So I did ask him a question. Uh, so I, I, I said it was a two-part question. I said to him, uh, what were the, the, the two times that Forrest ran back into Lieutenant Dan? So I asked him those two questions, uh, or that, that first question. And he said, um, he said, you know, when he was returning from being a shrimp boat captain, I said, correct. And he said, um, after he was leaving the set of uh, an interview that he was on, and I said, that's correct. And here's the second part of the question. I said, what was the name of the show that he was on and who was the other guest? And he was stumped. <laughs> and it was the, it was the Dick Cavett show. And John Lennon was the other guest. And we ended up getting 10% off our meal. Yeah. Awesome. It was a victory. That's a victory. Now, folks, remember that question. Because if you go to the Bubba Gump shrimp shop, you can ask yeah. that question and you have the answers right here. There you go. I'm, I just gave everybody a 10% discount. I know. Look at that. That's awesome. You're giving us 10% off at Bubba Gump and <laughs> amazing tips on how to maximize your organic power of LinkedIn. LinkedIn yeah. has been super powerful. I've been a little lazy on it right now uh, just because I'm just so busy with work, work, work. Awesome. Thank you so much. Next question is, who is your favorite superhero? Hmm. You know, it's funny. I have a seven-year-old son and he always asks um, who my, you know, I always ask him, who, who do you want to be? He actually likes Captain Marvel mm. uh, because she's like, she can do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I you know, there, there is something that always intrigued me about Batman because Batman was not a superhero. He, he didn't have any superpowers. Um, he just was very, he was brilliant. He was clever. He had all those amazing inventions and gadgets and, yeah. and became uh, a very, very powerful person just by being inventive. So uh, I'm going to go with Batman. Nice. 
I like that. And 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 you and you know you happen to be wearing the shirt. I'm wearing so the shirt, you know. I, I honestly I didn't even notice. That's really funny. Yeah. Awesome, love it. Batman is one of my favorites as well. He's he's got so much character. It's yeah. amazing. Yep. Next question, and probably the last one is: If you were a board game, what would it be? The game of life. Game of life. I've been playing, like my son loves board games and we've actually, we've been like, we just broke that game out after (laughs) I I probably hadn't played it since I was his age and we love it, you know, and I didn't realize how in depth the game was where you can buy stocks and you have to take out student loans Mm -hmm. and all all of these things. And, and it's actually been really, we've been letting him become the banker. So he's, it's helping him and you know, he's reading the cards and he's understanding money and adding and subtracting. So That's yeah, awesome. if I was a board game, game of life, because it teaches you so much about life. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Scott, it's been great chatting with you. Where can my audience find you? Yeah, my website, www.scottaaron.net is where you can find out about everything that I do. But if you want to connect with me on social, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, just under Scott Aaron, that's two T's and two A's. Uh, and if you are on Instagram, my handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thank you, Scott, for your time and your, you know, sharing your story and sharing all these amazing tips on how to maximize LinkedIn's, you know, 2012 growth story because LinkedIn's been around probably longer than Facebook. Oh, it's the oldest. Yeah, it came out around 2000, 2001. It is the oldest the social oldest media social platform. Media platform. Yep. And they have the most underutilized. The underutilized too. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been really awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.